This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. America announced that travellers from China will have to produce a negative COVID-19 test on arrival. Countries in Asia and Europe have already announced similar measures as Chinese citizens prepare to resume outbound travel. Earlier this week, China's government announced it would end mandatory quarantine for inbound travellers in January. Hong Kong, meanwhile, scrapped most requirements on entry from the mainland and elsewhere. Ukrainian officials said that over 120 Russian missiles had been launched at the country's cities. Explosions were heard in the capital Kyiv, Kharkiv, Lviv, Odessa and Zhytomyr. The mayor of Kyiv said that three people had been taken to hospital and that 16 missiles were destroyed in flight by the city's air defences. On the southern front, Ukrainian officials urged residents of Kherson, which they liberated just six weeks ago, to evacuate their city as Russian forces escalated mortar and artillery attacks. Police in Bolivia arrested Luis Fernando Camacho, a prominent opposition leader, on charges of terrorism. The right-wing governor of the wealthy state of Santa Cruz has been leading demonstrations against the leftist government of President Luis Arce. Mr Camacho's supporters claim that he has been kidnapped. His arrest sparked violent protests in Santa Cruz. Vietnam posted a growth rate of more than 8% for 2022, easily surpassing even its own official target of 6-6.5%. to Its economy had grown by 2.6% the year before, despite strict lockdowns and shortages at factories. The new figure is even more astonishing in light of reduced global demand for Vietnam's exports and owes much to supply chains' migration from China. ExxonMobil sued the European Union over the bloc's new windfall tax on oil companies. The lawsuit, filed by the American oil majors Dutch and German subsidiaries on Wednesday, argues that the Council of the EU lacks the legal authority to impose the tax, aimed at the extra profits fossil fuel firms are enjoying because of high energy prices, because that belongs only to sovereign countries. Serbia said that the ethnic Serbs of northern Kosovo would start removing the barricades they had erected along the road to Serbia proper. Kosovo had shut its main border crossing in response, amid renewed tension over its status as an independent state. On Monday, Serbia's President Aleksandr Vucic put the army on high alert. America and the EU called for maximum restraint. Pope Francis asked for prayers for his predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI, whom he said was very ill. The signs are that Benedict, who is 95, is close to the end. In 2013, Benedict became the first pontiff to resign in 600 years. Styling himself as Pope Emeritus, he has lived in the Vatican ever since, serving as a conservative counterpoint to the more liberal Francis. And fact of the day. 10%. The reduction in salary earned by obese women in America, Britain, Canada and Denmark. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2023 in preview. Inflation will come under control. This week we are looking ahead to next year's big stories. Today, what will shape finance? High inflation has stalked many of the world's economies over the last couple of years. The surge was driven by looser fiscal policy to combat the pandemic shutdowns, followed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which sent prices of food and energy skyward. In the euro area, 
the rate of consumer price growth reached a record 10.7% in 2022. In America, it peaked at 9%. Central banks were criticized by some for not raising interest rates early enough to snuff out inflation. Regardless, 2022 was the year in which those increases came regularly and steeply. Consequently, most countries will get inflation back under control in 2023, but not without serious pain. America's Federal Reserve predicts an uptick in unemployment in 2023. The Bank of England forecasts a drop in Britain's GDP. In fact, the last time that the world saw such a confluence of growth-restricting policies, in 1982, it induced a global recession. There is good reason to worry that 2023 will not be any different. 2023 in Preview Expect little relief on energy prices Despite Western sanctions and Russian supply cuts, Europe should have enough gas to last this winter. And by next winter, it should have more terminals to receive liquefied natural gas making it less dependent on Russia's piped fuel. Nonetheless, the energy market will probably flare up again in 2023 for two main reasons. For a start, disruptions to supply look set to continue. From February, Russia will ban the sale of its oil and petroleum products to Western countries that have imposed a price cap on them. As the continent sources more of its vast imports from Asia rather than Russia, new bottlenecks are bound to appear. OPEC could also announce yet more big cuts in production in order to keep prices up. Second, refined products such as petrol and diesel are becoming scarcer. In February, Europe is set to ban imports of such fuels from Russia. Europe in particular is struggling to produce enough of its own diesel. A global diesel crunch could strike as early as May. 2023 in preview. Will the bull market return? Bear markets come in all shapes and sizes. Since the 1950s, there have been 11 of them. The shortest, in 2020, lasted a single month. The longest, from 2000, more than two and a half years. History, then, is not a foolproof guide as to whether stock markets will continue into 2023 the slide they began in 2022, but it does offer clues. The longest slumps occur when the fall in asset prices reveals financial misdeeds committed when the going was good. Think subprime mortgages in the mid-2000s. The current bear market has unpicked major crypto businesses and exposed weaknesses in British pension funds, which were imperiled in September 2022 by margin calls on some bond derivatives they held. Volatility in American treasury markets has spiked, too. However, after 15 years of regulatory reform in the financial system, it is hard to imagine anything happening on the scale of 2007 to 2009. That's the good news. But continued tightening in monetary policy and slowing economic activity may still delay the return of the bulls. 2023 in preview. Low productivity in the boring 20s. 
At the depths of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020-21, many spoke of a silver lining. The rapid development and deployment of vaccines seemed to show that when the world gets its act together, it can, indeed, do amazing things. In response, pundits predicted a roaring 20s with all sorts of new inventions coming to market. A vaccine for cancer, driverless cars, virtual reality goggles for all. Companies seemed to believe the hype, promising huge increases in investment. So far, however, the world is proving to be even less innovative than it was before. Global productivity growth is extremely weak and possibly negative, meaning that the average worker is actually producing less than before. There is little sign that 2023 will be different. The optimistic case is that there is a lag between firms' investment spending and higher productivity, and that eventually productivity will soar. The realistic case is that world-changing innovations and thus economic growth are harder to come by. The 20s are likely to be more boring than roaring. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Thursday. What term, which refers to passing a point of no return, relates to an incident in the career of Julius Caesar? Wednesday. Which rock group is best known for the songs Alive and Kicking and Don't You Forget About Me? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Mary Tyler Moore, who was born on this day in 1936. Pain nourishes courage. You can't be brave if you've only had wonderful things happen to you. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.